0: National Counties Cricket Association podcast with Jim Law and Richard London, Bedfordshire, Yorkshire, Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire, Cambridgeshire, Cheshire, Cornwall, Cumbria, Devon, Dorset, Herefordshire, the NCCA podcast, Hertfordshire, Lincolnshire, Norfolk, Northumberland, Oxfordshire, Shropshire, Shropshire Staffordshire, Suffolk, Staffordshire, Suffolk, Wales National Counties, Wiltshire, we'll we've got National Counties Cricket covered.
1: And we're back on the NCCA uh, podcast, uh, a sun drenched Richard Logan on the south coast. <laughs> Have you had a good week, sir?
2: Very good week. Thanks, mate. Yes, and it has been absolutely beautiful all week. So fingers crossed that'll continue. I think we may get a bit stormy weather this weekend, but hopefully that'll sort of get through and past. And most people will miss it on Sunday. And then I think uh, Monday and Tuesday are looking good. So the week ahead, lots of. Uh, Lots of championship games taking place on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, and lots of stuff to talk about. We've had a we've had a busy week. Uh, quarterfinals, showcase games, all stuff to talk about. So yeah, uh, lots to cover today.
1: And um, well, uh, nearly in August already, aren't we? So yeah, you say quarterfinals uh, move into the, the semi-finals. Uh, the knockout competition comes to a close next month, and uh, it all boils up for the three days.
2: Yeah, so I think the semi-finals are on the eighth of August. Um, and then we'll have our two finalists that will play at Wormsley on the 2nd of September. So, yeah, all looking forward to that. But lots of cricket to play in between now and then, both uh, in the one-day stuff and the Championship before before that final, um, which will round up our summer. But, yeah, it seems to be going pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it <laughs> seems to just fly by, which... We, we always know it does when you when you get into the plane, but it's uh, yeah, it's certainly flying by.
1: And it's it's a busy old season, isn't it? Uh, you know, lots happening. Uh, there's live streaming we're we're all seeing as well. Uh, yeah, certainly all the counties seem to be busy, which is which is great.
2: Yeah, it is, and that's um, it, obviously we want to one of our main goals at the start of the year or the start of last year was to to raise the awareness and and, and showcase the talent we've got, and I think. Um, this year has been a really great start and it's obviously been challenges that everyone's faced uh, and no doubt will continue to face until the end of the summer. But um, no, it's been it's been really good, really positive.
0: All your National Counties Cricket Association news. The NCCA
1: podcast with Jim Law and Richard Logan. Great. OK, well, uh, what about starting then with a review of the quarterfinals, the four games that were played last week?
2: Yes, Perfect. So, the first game, Wales versus Herefordshire took place at Port Talbot. Um, Wales batted first and got 240. Uh, largely thanks to Connor Brown, who got 85 uh, and pretty well supported down the order by uh, better than a better-than-a-runner ball 36 of 34 balls by Captain Andrew Gorbin. Um David Ball picked up four for 39 for Herefordshire. Um, and he was supported by Barney Morgan and Matt Pardo, um, who both picked up a couple of wickets each. So, yeah, Herefordshire went into bat with 241 needed, um, and they never really got going. Uh, they never put that partnership together that you kind of need when you're chasing 240 or 241, uh, and they got bowled out for 201. Um, so f- Wales have made it through to the the semi-finals, and. They, those partnerships really never got going, thanks to Andrew Gorvin, who added to his 36 with three wickets. Uh, and Steve Steve Reingold and Callum Taylor also picked up three wickets. So, yeah, a pretty solid performance from a, a Wales team that have done well all, all, all year, really. Um, mm. And we'll hear a little bit more about how well they've been doing in one day cricket later on. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Um, Down in Sidmouth, Rich, uh, Devon, we're taking on Berkshire.
2: Yes, beautiful Sidmouth. Everyone I talk to seems to love love that ground, love playing there, love going there. So um it's a shame I've not been able to get down there. But yes. Um Devon batted first in that game, um, and they got off to a great start um and uh, ended up to, they got up to a great start showing We're two hundred and thirty-seven for four. Um Matt Thompson continued his good form uh, in both one day and championship stuff. He got 52. Uh, Callan Hagger got 87 and Ben Beaumont 42. But unfortunately, they didn't quite kick on as probably they were hoping to. And they lost the last six wickets for just 16 runs. Um, so they ended up being bowled out for 253, which still is a is a pretty decent total. Um, Andy Rishton took three for 18 and Chris Peplow took three for 54 for Berkshire. Um and I suppose it was pretty evenly balanced at that point. Um, Berkshire set in chase at 254 and got to 59 for four. So it looked, um, they looked in a little bit of trouble, um, but Tom Scriven at the top of the order sort of steadied the ship. Uh, he ended up being out for 75 uh, and Ewan Woods and Andy Richton still had plenty to do, but both, both batted obviously very, very well. Andy Rishton topped off a great all-round performance, uh, finishing on 57 not out and Ewan Woods on 75 not out. Um, and they knocked off the runs with three and a half over to spare. So having been in a little bit of trouble, uh, it looked a fairly comfortable victory in the end, a uh, five-wicket a five, w- a five wicket to win for Berkshire. So, yeah, they'll be taking on Wales in the, uh, in the first semi-final.
1: Okay. Um so let's let's go to the other end of the country then, up in Barrow. Uh cracking game there.
2: Yeah, Cumbria took on Suffolk in, in the other quarter final up in Barrow. Um and Cumbria batted first. Uh, thanks to half centuries by Matthew Semple and, and Paul Hindmarsh. They posted two hundred and thirteen. Um so uh, maybe a little bit under par from the scores we've seen around, but um Darren Batch, he was a standout bowler, took three for thirty-three, and um, pretty well supported by Ben Claydon, um, who'd started the championship stuff really well. Um, he got two for twenty-eight. Um and Suffolk's reply didn't start very well at all. Um they were sixty-two for seven, so pretty much looked like it was gonna be a quick finish. Uh, Matthew Siddall got um three three wickets of those of those early seven. But then a stand of 99 from Josh Cantrell and Tom Rash got them got them right back in it. Um, and Adam Mansfield came to the crease. He joined Tom Rash and they added another 42 to get within 10, 10 mm-hmm. runs of victory. Um, but Adam Mansfield was then run out uh, and Cumbria held their nerve uh, and just got over the line with a five-run win. So, yeah, cracking game up mm-hmm. in Barrow. And I suppose, not that... Not that Suffolk didn't deserve it, but Cumbria have played some very good cricket, uh, and it's good to see nothing against uh, Michael Slack and Sam Dutton and the other guys. But it's always good to see other names popping up and, and putting in match-winning performances for games. So Cumber have obviously got a very strong team uh, and a strength in depth, and they've got performances coming out from all over the place. So yeah, they'll be a they'll be a, a strong team, a strong team, and uh, a difficult uh, opponent in the other semi-final. And tell
1: us about the fourth one, then, Rich, because they play the winner, don't they? Uh, Cambridgeshire against Cheshire.
2: Yeah, so uh, that was down at Exning, um, which is a beautiful ground uh, by all accounts. So I know you, you were talking to me just before we uh, just before we started about how nice the ground it is. They played there previously this year as well. Um, Cheshire batted first, um, and a 97 from Sam Perry opening the opening the innings laid the foundations for a pretty solid solid score. Um, Uh, Andrew Jackson uh, also batted really well and it got better than a a runner ball, 49. I think he only faced 44 balls. Um, And A.J. Hancock was the leading bowler um, with four for 44. Uh, And Cheshire posted 247. Again, another pretty solid total. Um, were Were the boys confident in being able to defend that?
1: I think that the, talking to the locals, the feelings were that that was about 30 or 40 below par, to be fair. And uh, right. the middle order kind of let them down a little bit. So uh, the big hitters, uh, you know, Rob Semi, uh, he, he went for 20. And then or Luke Robinson, who's been in cracking form domestically, uh, he went first ball. That was, a, that was a big wicket. Ed Fluck being run out as well alongside Sam Perry, uh, that, that didn't help. So I think the general feeling was very much that uh, a little bit below par, to be honest. Hot day, you know. Um, Decent-sized ground, but a uh, very fast outfield as well.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, and, and it turned out that way, I think. Um, ben Seabrook, who we've covered before, he won the MVP in one of the weeks earlier on in the season with a with a fantastic 100. Um, you, you, Cheshire saw the brunt of him again <laughs> um, and scored a magnificent 123 off 109 balls um, when you're opening the batting. It's exactly one, what you want as a batting team. Um I think he was finally out when the score was on 196, and I suppose the damage had been done by that stage. Um, but Lee Thomason, um, he kind of took Cam's home with 51 not out, uh, and there were six overs to spare. So I suppose looking at that, six overs, run rates of five, that you're probably looking at exactly like you've said, 30 runs short there. Um, yeah. So yeah, Cam's got home. To be fair, that is with with form as well. They've been the yeah. team for this this season. Um, And when you've got people at the top of the order getting big hundreds, um, it's very difficult to play against. So, yeah, the other semi-final is going to be made up of, um, yeah, Cams travelling up to Cumbria.
1: Belting a couple of games lined up there. Um, And it's just, you know, you and I were talking about Exxon Park the other week. Um, It really was a a great scene, to be honest, Um, colourful. Obviously, COVID restrictions around the the, the ground, Uh, but, yeah, really, really well put together. and. so we scored that one hundred and twenty-three. Rich, uh, we caught up with Ben Seabrook, but first of all, spoke to um, Callum Guest. Callum, congratulations! Uh, that looked a pretty comprehensive win in the end.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, we've said we've got off to good starts most times, and we batted, we batted first, so it was nice for a bit of a change to actually chase. Um, Think after the best of starts, but the boys, you know, kept the composure, and we said we would take this deep, run one run well between the wickets, hit the bad ball, and then see where we get. And I thought the lads in the middle were fantastic.
1: And Cheshire finished on two four seven, which looked a few more than it was going to be at one stage. Is that is that fair?
3: Yeah, I think it's fifty over cricket, and when you're setting a total, they they almost got a bit of um, bit of momentum towards the end. The lad batted well for forty odd, um, but like I said, I, we always thought they're probably twenty thirty under par having played there earlier on in the season. Um, we set about two ninety in the previous game, similar wicket, similar conditions. Um, so I thought the boys stuck at it really well. We could have potentially dismissed them for two twenty, but I think with that. If you go to gun-ho with it, they can almost get 260, 270, and then you've got a bit of a chase in your hands. So I thought they would stuck at it really well.
1: And that, that seemed the difference. Cheshire went off uh, like a train. Uh, you seem to take control in, in the second period.
3: Yeah, I think we just we said just about keeping the composure. You know, they're all good cricketers here. Everyone's a good cricketer. So, you know, down from 1 to 11, anyone can get in on their day and do some damage. So it was about us just keeping our heads... You know, if we did take a couple of early ones, keep at it because they're not going to give us wickets. And that was exactly the same when we were chasing. I said to the boys, don't give them anything cheaper um, because all of a sudden you get a bit of momentum. You know, they've got a couple of very experienced players and all of a sudden they can go on a bit of a roll.
1: And I was complimenting your coach on the, the running between wickets and the, the ground fielding, which was outstanding today. Uh, he said to me, tell me, <laughs> this is right, he said to me that uh, you're a very workmanlike side with no big stars, you all muck in together, and that's your philosophy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We prided ourselves on that. I mean, it's been a difficult 18 months for Cambridgeshire. Um, we lost a lot of games in the in the COVID season, giving people an opportunity and the previous years. Um, but we just said it's about keeping a tight-knit group together. We haven't really changed too many players. we kept about a 14-15-man squad each week and you know the success is coming from that so it's great to get into the semi-final but I've said to the boys there's no reason we're a very good white ball side there's no reason why we can't you know kick on but it's about showing up each week as well so just keep everyone grounded a little bit and just uh, when it comes to Cumberland away you know we'll hopefully be grounded and then uh, someone else can put in performance
1: what about Ben Ben Jennings
3: oh it's a top innings uh, he played one similar this year against Suffolk 135 same ground same conditions obviously loves the pitch um, but I thought he was brilliant up until, up until the end when he got a bit of cramp and, you know, he said to me, I'm going to go for this. And I said, look, he's got 123, <laughs> who am I to say, any, <laughs> to say any different? So, no, it was good to see. He batted absolutely brilliantly, um, exactly what we needed. You know, really, I'd I say this year, he's really impressed me. He's really grown up a little bit. Um, he's starting to become a real feen- uh, senior figure in the cam setup, which is, you know, great. He's a Cambridgeshire born, born and bred, so it's, it's brilliant for the county. Brilliant.
1: And from here, you've got a three-day game next weekend and then... Uh semi-final time
3: yeah absolutely I mean we got got a bit of a stuffing in the week uh, in the three days but you know it's about coming back stronger from that obviously it's the first game we've lost in a little while so it was, it was almost good to keep us a little bit grounded again um, to lose that a few changes and then yeah onto the, onto the one day semi-final which is you know be a great occasion hopefully we can uh, get the job done Brilliant.
1: well all the very best well done today and uh, good luck in uh, Cumbria thank you very much cheers then 123 how does that rank with you
4: oh it's definitely up there um Probably tops that the previous hundred here this season. Uh, I think it just all around solid performance for myself and the guys and chased chased two fifty quite comfortably quite comfortably in the end.
1: And you seem to grow in strength as the game went on and confidence, is that fair?
4: Yeah, definitely fair. Um obviously the pitch suited the ball coming on. Um I think it made the most the bowl into my into my strengths quite a lot, which obviously I cashed in on. Um, but I de- never really wanted to slow down once I got going so just tried to keep the momentum and just keep batting.
1: And I was talking to your coach about the the running between the wickets, and that seemed exemplary today.
4: Oh, it hasn't been exemplary all season, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've got, everyone knows each other so well by now. Um, it's just clockwork, really, and that obviously shows in the field whoever I bat with in the minute. Um, we're just good partnerships, good links between the guys in the squad, and it obviously shows with the bat and oh, and in the field.
1: What was the plan when you went out there
4: at the start? I'm not a massive thinker, so um, I'm just see ball, hit ball. If it's, in my, if it's in my zone, I tend to just see ball, hit ball, and just hit it where I see fit, and just try and take it deep. And think if I give, them, if it gives ourselves a chance with these batters, we're going to win a lot more games.
1: And that's that's 30, 31 degrees, something like that. Have you ever batted in that heat
4: before? Oh, I might have, might have touched that in Abu Abbey once upon a time, but it was definitely a struggle. Um, I had to dig quite deep to muster up some more concentration, but it was rewarding in the end. Excellent. And
1: what's your season look like overall, personally?
4: Personally, it all, Red Bull cricket is probably not my strongest suit, but White Bull have really flourished this year. I've had a lot of confidence. does help that you play on some good wickets in the White ball format, but definitely moving forward in White Bull cricket is where I want to focus on. Well, Ben, very well batted indeed. Well done. Thank you very much.
1: NCCA
0: Reviews and Previews.
1: Yep, Callum and Ben. Captain and uh, century scorer, and as you say, a uh, uh, great innings. Very hot there, uh, Ben. In that heat, really did well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, just to just to summarise that, on the eighth of August, uh, the semi-finals will be taking place uh, at Keswick Cricket Club, uh, where Cumbria will be hosting CAMS, and Wales uh, taking Berkshire back to Port Talbot, um, where they had success in the quarter final. Um, and they'll, yeah, like I said, those will be taking place on the eighth of August. So looking forward to those two games. I think they're going to be very tight. Uh, and in all honesty, I suppose it generally happens. But the informed teams have got to the got to the semi-finals. Really, when we look back over the the, the last few weeks when we've covered games, that they've they've certainly been certainly from Cumbria and um, Cumbria and uh, perspective. Uh, but obviously Wales and Barks. you seem to have a little slow start and then come through. And, and Wales have been good all year as well. So. I think they're going to be two very, very uh, hotly contested games. Yeah,
1: eighth of eighth of August. So <laughs> I'm tempted to ask you who you're going to tip for the finals, but perhaps we'll, we'll worry, worry about that uh, nearer the time.
2: Yeah, that is going to be a difficult. No, well, everything seems to be a difficult pick for me, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think that really is going to be a challenge. I think there's going to be there's going to be some really, uh, really, really tight, tight games, and it'll probably come out to. Who's got the match winners that step up, and we know we know all, all those teams have got people that have performed really well. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who can who can really perform under under pressure as we get through to the sort of business end of that tournament.
1: And you know, sitting here at semi-final stage, it seems to have run pretty smoothly. We've seen good cricket; only a couple of games rained off so far. And uh, from where I stand, certainly, a uh, uh, kind of thumbs up to the new format.
2: Yeah. Absolutely and I think it's a a time to say congratulations to all the counties if you've just said they're put on a great day at the weekend but it's not just exiting, it's all the host clubs Uh, they're run by lots of different people, lots of volunteers who uh, spend a lot of time and effort putting these games on and they've had a lot of challenges to overcome this year and everyone has done a fantastic job so yeah a big thank you to all our host clubs Um, really I think that's a it uh, goes without saying that we're obviously very grateful, and they do a fantastic job. And we've got some beautiful grounds uh, around the country, so it's great that we can showcase them with with some really high quality cricket. The NCCA Most Valuable Player here on the pod.
1: All right. Um, okay. So, um, so the most valuable player, then, uh, Rich. Uh, what did you make of it this weekend?
2: Then. Well, as you've just heard, there's been there's been lots of really great performances um, at the top of the this week's winners, uh, or I'll start slightly lower down, Connor Brown and Andrew Gorvin, um, obviously both contributed to Wales's victory. They ended up on eight points. Uh, Ewan Woods, uh, with his 75 out for Berkshire, ended up on nine. But we had joint winners this week um, and I didn't want to try and split them because I think they both played integral parts of uh, in, in their teams winning the games. Uh, obviously, we've just talked about Ben Seabrook's 100 uh, and he he, uh, he's right at the top there, uh, a previous MVP winner. So it's his second second time at the top. But he's joined by Andy Rishton, who obviously took three for 18, which in a one-day game is pretty special. Um, but also uh, played an integral part with Ewan Woods in getting Berkshire over the line with his 57 out. So a really good all-round performance. And I suppose that epitomises everything the MVP's is about. It's not just about uh, batting or bowling. Um, it's about a bit of everything. So... Ben's obviously been an outstanding batter throughout the year and played an in incredible innings. Uh, but Andy's also done, done good, a, a great job with the bat and ball. So both 13 points there, the winners this week.
1: Excellent. Very, very good. And Caps in the post. Cap in the post. You're not, you're cap, not, cap, splitting. Yeah,
2: that's right. Caps in the post. Um, and then the overall standings, just to quickly touch on that, because that's getting really interesting now as well. Um, we've got Matthew Pardo and Matt Thompson. Uh, on 30 points. Unfortunately, Matt's now been knocked out, so he may get left behind. Um, but Matt Thompson, um, oh, he's also been knocked out, hasn't he? Because uh, obviously, yeah. I was connecting with Cricket Wales because he's involved there. But yeah, Devon are unfortunately out as well. So I think the two Matt's may drop away now. Um, but Ben Seabrook on 31 points and Michael Slack on 34, it's getting very close now. And obviously, those two guys are taking... Taking in a um, playing against each other, so it will be fascinating to see how they do uh, against each other. And I suppose whoever gets to the final, whether it's Cumbria or Cambridge, they've, they've obviously got I uh, love that little bit of an advantage to accumulate more points. So yeah, the overall MVP standing is looking really good at the moment, um, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Excellent.
0: The National Counties Cricket Association podcast.
2: The National Counties Cricket Association. Until 1983, all then Minor counties clubs competed in a single league. Teams played varying numbers of matches and didn't play all other counties, so the table was ranked according to average points gained per match. The team with the highest average won the championship, except in a year when the top two counties had not played each other. In this case, the 2nd place team in the table had the right to challenge the leaders to a match to decide the championship the second place team had to win this match to take the title with the league leaders being declared champions if they won or drew the game. From 1983 to 1993 this was a 55 over game but from 1994 it became a two day two innings match with certain restrictions on the first innings from 1999 the final has been a four day two innings match and only an outright decides the championship
1: So uh, not only do we have the um, the quarter final action of course uh, Richard but we had the uh, we had we had some showcase games didn't we now these have caused all sorts of problems for various reasons haven't they uh, and uh, in the end we at least got some underway this week and some great stuff going on as well yeah
2: it's a much much and muchly anticipated games really we we had huge plans as we've already spoken about last year for these games um and then this year with everything that's gone on it has been just great that we've had some taking place um some of them have, have fallen by the wayside but we managed to play eight games um on tuesday uh and there's there some game uh, and, a, and a game took place yesterday as well with hereford and, and Worcester. so it's um yeah it's it's been an been a real difficult one but yeah it's just been great to get them going um and just showcase the players and give them an opportunity to play against the best players around as we as we've spoken about so yeah really good to see these games taking place and hopefully it's a building block for them coming back bigger and stronger next year and hopefully ultimately is getting back in in some Go on, I don't know how it's going to look, but getting the, the national counties back in the 50-over the competition, um, whether that be next year or the year after, that's certainly our goal long-term um, to get uh, our counties playing back in that tournament.
1: And some, some big names turned out as well, didn't they? I mean, Joffre Archer was uh, was playing for Sussex against Oxfordshire.
2: Yeah, some big names. Uh, not, not only Joffrey Archer, Travis Head, the Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an incredibly strong Essex team uh, with Ryan Tenderstarter, uh so a young lad i think called alistair cook played um tom wesley <laughs> jamie porter and adam wheata so to, to name only a few really that there, there was there was really great players all throughout so it would have been a, a great experience to test yourself against these players because i suppose you always want to play against the best players and, and see how you fare so yeah um some really great players playing um and some great performances from our side as well and, and if we run through a few there's we had Wiltshire taking on Gloucestershire, um, and Will Wade for Wilts scored 67 there. Uh, we had Arthur Godsell and Ed Young taking a couple of wickets as well. Uh, in the Beds versus Northants game, James Kettleborough got 73, uh, and George Thurston got 53 in that game as well. Um, as you said, Joffrey Archer was playing for Sussex, and uh, for for Oxford, we had Prav, Prav taking three for 60. Uh, A couple of the Oxford lads are actually playing against Oxford um, for Sussex as well. Um, Harrison Ward and James Coles, who are really benefiting from a really tight relationship that Oxford have now with Sussex. Um, So that's a really great sort of showcase of that kind of relationship and how we want things to work um, that uh, Oxford have built with Sussex. So that's really great. Northumberland, we're playing at Scarborough against Yorkshire. Um, Ali Appleby um, got 60, Sol Bell got 54 and Mike Richardson got 65. Um, and they put on a really good, I think they got over 250 against Yorkshire. So they played really nicely. Um, and then Essex versus Cams, probably the highlight of the day for me, uh, or certainly the performance of the day, um, where, like we've said, against the tender starter, the Cook and the Wesley's and all these guys, uh, Harrison Craig bowled seven overs, two maidens, five for 14. Um and that was a rain-affected game, amazingly, with the weather we've had this week. But it was a day-night game, and the Duckworth-Lewis came in, and and uh, eventually comes lo- lost by 25 runs. But certainly, uh, certainly made Essex very nervous at a lot of times, and put them uh, were, were really strong opposition for them. So that's a, that. That was a real highlight for me. Um, but the, I suppose the two games that we've got to we've got to kind of pick out and uh, and put above the, all the others was the Cornwall versus Somerset and Wales versus Glamorgan. Uh, where both Cornwall and Wales beat their respective first-class counties, which is exactly what we want. We want to be able to show that we've got the quality to be able to beat the teams and um, we've got the players that can put in the good performances. And for for Cornwall, Robert Mutch got 4 for 30 and Charlie Kent got 60, but the standout there was Scott Harvey, captain. Uh, I think it was his highest score ever for Cornwall and he got 93 not out uh, in a, in, a, in a fairly decent chase there. So he got Cornwall over the line, which is a fantastic result for them. Um, and Wales versus Glamorgan. Um, Lucas Carey and Richard Edwards both took three for, for Wales uh, and Connor Brown got 67. Uh, yeah, and they beat Wales. Uh, obviously, they're, they're close, the close relationship that they have. But yeah, it's, great to, it's great to see those two teams coming out on top. Um and it's exactly what we want to see from these showcase games. So, a really, a really successful week of, of games. So
1: five for fourteen for Harrison Craig for Cambridgeshire against Essex. Here's now what he had to say.
2: Hi, Harrison. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Um, it's always good to talk to the players and get a bit of an insight from a playing perspective. Uh, I'm sure people get a little bit bored of Jim and I going from a from a spectators or a scorers perspective, but. Um, yeah, just give us a bit of a. Obviously, Cam's have had a really great season with the, with the white ball, but give us a bit of a an overview of how the season's gone and um, how preparation for the season was with everything that's been going on in the last sort of I suppose twelve to eighteen months, really.
5: Yeah, I mean, in in the white ball, we've had a great, great, great time of it. Uh, it's a bit of a new look cam side, you would say, a uh, new coach and some new players coming in, and is well. In the yeah in the preseason we played a few friendlies but didn't really get the whole team together so it wasn't the greatest preparation with COVID and all we lost most of them so yeah it was a bit of a bit of a bummer wasn't the greatest start but then coming into the season when the team came together it just just seemed to click it was a bit of a strange one we played our first game v Hearts and played really well got the ball rolling and it just continued from there it's. And it's gone quite well, as you can as you can see.
2: Yeah, momentum is pretty key, isn't it, in cricket, especially when we've got some games all quite close together. Um, and w- when you get that momentum, it's uh, it's certainly good for a team. Hmm.
5: Oh yeah. yeah, well, you just we just won the first game and rolled a it. We had our first two games back to back, if if I remember rightly. Won them two, and it just all came into place. We kind of found the way we wanted to play and what we wanted to do each game and we've stuck to it and so far it's gone quite well
2: Excellent and what's your what's your job in the team I suppose because having looked at it from an outsider's perspective if I'm looking at some stats and stuff you're obviously you're a left arm spinner and you haven't gone for many runs um, you've picked up pretty consistent wickets so is, is your job to control the middle of the innings uh, when do you tend to bowl what's what's your individual job in the on the on the on the park
5: Yeah, I think my main role is to be boring, just bowl dots to be honest. I'll come on normally straight after the power play, maybe sometimes in it if it hasn't gone to plan and just to be a bit boring, maybe bowl a bit quick into the stumps and try and be be out of the batsman all the time and bring the run rate down and basically do the dirty work and let the bowler at the other end take the wickets and then if I pick some up, that's great but... Mainly, my job is to just to be boring and bring the run rate down.
2: Yeah, I suppose. And if you're bowling in partnerships, and we always, I know it's a real cliche in cricket, but playing in partnerships, whether you're batting or you're bowling, is really key. So, if you're doing that, and there's people at the other end picking up wickets, you're doing a great job for the for the team, right? And and if you're bringing the run rate down, there's probably better chances that people are going to take a, a bit more of a risk against you as a left-arm spinner, and you're going to pick up those wickets as well. So. No, that's uh, that's certainly reflected in in, in the uh, in the figures that I've looked at from you personally and obviously from the team you've had a you've had a great start to the year so what um uh, we talked to Matt Pardo about this actually last week and how do you find the as a spinner the transition from white to red ball cricket because I suppose in your in left arm spin it is, it is a little bit different so how have you found that transition
5: um, I, I I personally prefer bowling with the white ball. I think for my game personally in the 50-over stuff, it kind of works. Just I'm not the tallest lad in the world, so it's just skidding it into the stumps. And like if you're bowling with a red ball and you're trying to get a wicket in more sense, trying to find it because batsman's not just going to play an expansive shot all the time. You've got to put it up and down a bit more, put, put a bit more on it and and do that, which maybe isn't my game, it's something I haven't done much of. I haven't played that much three-day cricket for Cambridge in the last few years. So the white ball is where I would say I strive, and I think I'm more confident in it, especially after the season season I've had with Cam's.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I, and I suppose that, that
5: reflected, it might be reflected with a few other players in the team, and,
2: and when you're confident and you're enjoying one format of the game, maybe playing another format's not as enjoyable. And, and I suppose you had a bit of a tough start to the year against Suffolk, didn't you? Yeah, that, that
5: wasn't the greatest three days, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it got, uh, we we, uh, we lost the toss. They put on a good score. We lost wickets overnight, and from there it just we had a few injuries as well. We had two people go down, which didn't help. And it was one of those. It just started badly. And Suffolk played well, to be fair to them. They got on top, and they never really left back in the game. So fair play to them. But it wasn't it wasn't our finest hour. Let's just say that.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully with um, with games going on over the next few weeks, you can you can take the momentum that you've got in the one day stuff into the championship games. But um, yeah, for, good luck for the rest of the the Red Bull stuff anyway. With them, you've obviously well, we, we've just uh, been talking about the showcase games, um, and they've been they've been a massive part of our calendar for the last eighteen months. Really, obviously the disappointment of them not taking place last year, um, and it, them kind of being. Cut down a little bit, I suppose, this year, but we still managed to get eight games on on Tuesday, and I, and I bet you're glad we did. Um, talk us, talk us through Tuesday
5: as a as a day. I mean, it was it was it was a great day. It was the one when the figure uh, the fixtures came out you were looking for. Of course, Essex is quite a quite a big county, and was excited going into it. Turning up at Chelmsford early in the morning. It's not something you're used to if you haven't played professional cricket, and seeing the ground and and everything was quite special from the start getting into the game we knew they had a strong team out so we knew it was going to be a challenge but we were fairly confident with the way we've gone so we knew we could put up a game and then we got out there they got off to a good start obviously and it felt like a hard first 10 overs but after that of course a good day for myself taking a few wickets and it was after they just felt like a game of cricket, and it was really exciting to play in, you bit of a crowd, playing against some big names is always is always nice against Cook and such, and it was just a really enjoyable day, to be honest. It was one i remember for a long time, and just really thankful to have the opportunity.
2: Yeah, I think you've been a little bit modest there, a few wickets. 5-14 um, for 14 <laughs> off seven overs, that's not just a few wickets, and it's not something that... Really, you expect from another first-class team, so it's uh, in- incredible performance. And and not to say that you've really you got two Test wickets now as well to the name.
5: Oh, of course, it was, <laughs> it was it was a bit surreal to be honest. Like, I remember when I bowled a couple and they missed to the, hit the pad. I was more surprised. It was more of a surprise appeal than anything. I was like, I might get a wicket here. I peeled and got it. So it was. I, I couldn't quite believe what was going on when it was happening. But after getting cookie, I just felt. Like I could compete after getting the big name, you could say, and just got into the spell and just just enjoyed bowling. It was just a great occasion and just having fun, really.
2: Yeah, it, that's why I think these fixtures are so important. I think they're important in lots of different ways, uh, and we've we've talked about that a lot over the last few weeks. But I think from a, it's really interesting to get your perspective on it and the confidence that you'll take out of that, um, to know that actually you can compete at that level against. Obviously, Alistair Cook being one of the best players that's ever played for England. So um, it, it, it's nice to hear it from a player's perspective to say, actually, oh, it, you start a little bit nervous. You start with a bit of surprise or whatever. But then as you get into it, you feel actually confident. You know you can compete. And, and that that's probably that change in mindset, hopefully, is going to hold you in good stead moving forward. And, and no doubt you're going to take lots of confidence into the rest of the year.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. Going into going into this club cricket on Saturday is going to be a definitely going to be excited to play to start this on the weekend. But it's 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 weird. Confidence wise, I haven't probably been bowling the best of my club. So going into Saturday, I've got that new a new extra confidence and and yeah, it's just it's just a bit surreal. It's really hard to say. I still pinch myself a little bit about it and and just to. Yeah, it's, it's really, it genuinely does surprise me. I, I don't know if you can't tell. So, I'm not well, well, it, confident after it. And
2: yeah. Well, it's great. And, and congratulations on that. It's a hell of a performance. It certainly was the performance of the day from from a national county's perspective. Well, I think from any perspective, actually. But certainly we obviously look at things from our, our side of things. And it was definitely the performance of the day. So, yeah, well done on that. And, um, Looking forward to the to the to the rest of the season. We've obviously got your semi-finals where you've got a bit of a, a bit of a jaunt up to Cumbria, but um, you're looking forward to that game.
5: Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, of course, it's been a great year for us in the 50 over, as you said, and I just can't wait to the next round to hopefully hopefully get to a final, which I don't think Cambridge here have done for quite a while. So really looking forward to it, and hopefully we can we can go one more step and get all the way to the final.
2: Brilliant. Excellent. Well, Jim, have you have you got nothing to have you got
1: anything to add? I was just going to going to say, did did you get the chance to catch up with the Essex players afterwards, Harrison? After that, were they uh, very hospitable?
5: Um, the, the only person I had a chat to was to in the car park, which was quite nice. He's someone who I've watched play since I can remember, really, and just having it just one on one. I still only played so much county cricket, just about cricket and how it was going, was pretty. Pretty surreal, to be honest, because the has played yeah. a lot of cricket around the world and take a lot. I take a lot from that from that conversation.
1: And just going back to, to Cambridge overall, uh, I had a brief conversation with your coach uh, last last Sunday, uh, and I was uh, just talking about how how effective your running between the wickets as a club was, and your, your ground fielding in general, you know, particularly bearing in mind certainly last Sunday the conditions was, were so hot and he just suggested that you'd all work really hard over the weekend, that was an, an area of your game that uh, you wanted to to improve and it was all down to the fact that you all mucked in together um, no, no kind of uh, standalone world beaters, uh, just a, a good bunch of lads, is, is that a fair comment?
5: Yeah, I think it is I think as a team we know how we want to play our cricket and in the modern game you need to be good fielders and we've got a young team and we know where we want to go, and everyone does get on. I think that's the reason I've been enjoying it so much. It's a good bunch of eleven. You like turning up with everyone, and everyone plays for each other. And I think that's one of the reasons we have done so well, and hopefully we'll keep doing doing well.
2: Yeah, that's very that's that's very Gareth Southgate, isn't it? But it, it's absolutely <laughs> true. Like you, you see the teams that have done well and progressed to the semi-finals, and okay. I know Ben's had a couple of outstanding knocks for you guys, but it's generally everybody's performed um, and everyone's been consistent, and, and that's the same through all the teams that have progressed, so that is a really really key that the lads get on well, you play well together, you fight for each other, that's a really key thing to a successful team.
5: Yeah, yeah of, of course. I mean, everyone checked in this year, so it, it just shows how, how we look to play and how we get on at the That'd be great. Well, Harrison,
2: thanks, thanks for joining us, and congratulations on your season so far with CAMS, and obviously individually, well done on Tuesday. It's, it's fantastic to see uh, one of our players do such a such an amazing performance. So, congrats, and take that confidence into the rest of the year, and, and good luck for it. And hopefully, I'll see you on my travels. I think I'm actually going to be up at your semi-final, so I'll uh, I'll come and say hello.
5: Thank you. I look forward
2: to it.
0: Great stuff! Cheers, mate. Well done. All your National Counties Cricket Association news. The NCCA podcast with Jim Law and Richard Logan. So uh,
1: we changed formats this weekend, having done uh, quarterfinals of the 50 over competition and, of course, the showcase games. Back on round two of the championship matches, Richard, two of four or the first time out, I guess, for a couple of sides as well, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. Uh, and I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago in the transition from white ball to red ball cricket. Um, obviously, there's only a, a handful of teams that will be doing that. But um, it'll be, again, interesting to see how they're going. Hopefully, you can get really stuck into um, the, the, the longer format. So, we've got some really cracking fixtures again taking place this weekend. Uh, like I said, hopefully, the weather is kind to us on Sunday, which I think it looks a little bit thundery. But... Um, yeah, fingers crossed uh, we'll get a lot of cricket in and it'll be it'll be good to see who can, uh, I think it, they need to be catching Matt Pardo who seems to have led the way in that uh, first MVP.
1: Yep. So should we have a little look at the games?
2: Yes. So we've obviously got, just to quickly recap, we've got the East and the West yep. regions and then we have Division 1 and Division 2. That's how we're structured now. Um, so if we start in the East region in Division 1, uh, down at Manor Park, we've got Norfolk versus Suffolk. And Staffs versus Lincolnshire at West bromwich Dartmouth. So that's uh, Division 1. In Division 2 of the Eastern Region, we've got Cumbria taking on Northumberland at Carlisle. And Hertfordshire taking on Bedfordshire at Bishop stortford So some decent fixtures there in the East Region. In the West Region, in Division 1, we've got Dorset versus Wiltshire. At Wimborne and Oxfordshire versus yourselves, Cheshire at Bambury. Um, so that's always a nice ground to go to. Uh, I think we've had a championship final there. Uh, yeah. Certainly, the last championship final was there. So yeah, that'd be a, a good ground for you guys to go to. Um, and then in the Division Two, we have Devon versus Wales at Sandford, and finally Shropshire versus Herefordshire at Shiffnell. So yeah, really uh, lots of lots of good fixtures there.
1: Yeah, very much so. Round two of the games, as we say. And I think uh, it's Staffordshire playing for the first time, isn't it? Um, In the East. Staffordshire and help me out, Rich. Staffordshire. And who's playing for the first time?
2: Uh, Cumbria, I believe. Yes, Cumbria. Absolutely. Playing for the first time in that region. And then I believe, just to double check. Oxfordshire. Yeah, Oxfordshire haven't played. And Shropshire. Shropshire, yeah. Yeah, so they'll be getting their... uh, their whites out for the first time. Well, I'm sure not the first time, but uh, certainly for, for our cricket. So yeah, it'll uh, it'll be good to see how they go after probably having a couple of weeks. And you'll be on your travels. A weeks so rest you? as well. Be on your, on I'll your... be on my travels. Yeah, I'm going to be up at uh, Banbury, Actually, I'll come and uh, be your coffee maker for the day. <laughs> Excellent. Good. And I'm going to go to Bishop Stortford as well uh, to see Hart versus Beds. And then I'll be making my way around zigzagging across the country for the next few weeks, uh, making sure I can see all the teams playing um, and actually get out and watch some cricket. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Fabulous. So, uh, games this weekend in the Championship. Games next weekend in the Championship, just to clarify, that's the 1st of August, isn't it? 2nd of August. That's right. Uh, and yeah. then, then we're back to um, back to the, the
2: semifinals. Yeah, OK. Yeah. That's exactly right. And then we've got another two weeks of Championship cricket after that, the 15th and the 22nd of August. We then have a week off, how dare we, on the 29th of August um, before we get into the finals, which, um, as we've said, yeah, the one-day finals on the 2nd of September and then the three-day final is on the 5th of September. And we. Sorry, go on. No, yeah, so looking forward to getting down to the business end really and there's a lot of cricket to be played certainly in the championship between now and the, and the fifth to find out who's going to be taking uh, who, who's going to be taking part in that final
1: and we've spoken before haven't we about the, the change of four games and uh, you really don't want to be uh, on, on, on the back end of it uh, so we could expect with being at the halfway stage for uh, some of the sides at least after this weekend that uh, things might be shaping up
2: yeah it'd be good it will be good to see that and like I said we, we've um I think people are being slightly more cagey with their with their tactics, maybe just because having a having a loss on the record, I suppose, going into week three and four, is it, it has a really big impact on whether you're going to be able to get either promotion or get into that final. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how people will work out the the tactics over these next couple of days and uh, sorry, next couple of weeks of games. Um, and then yeah, it'd be it'd be good to sort of have a look at that and how it's how it's worked, and hopefully have a chat with a few of the players that are taking part in those games and and get their sort of feel for it. Great.
1: Okay. So, shall we have a little look at the predictions?
2: We can do. I'm not overly fussed about doing <laughs> it, but. <we're> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yes, we had four yeah. games last week, didn't we? Do you want to run want to run through those, the quarterfinal ties and we were we were 10-9, weren't we? You were leading 10-9 last week and we split the 4 quarterfinal matches between the pair of us running total for the season.
2: Yes, we did. So we had Cumbria and Suffolk, Cam's and Cheshire, Devon and Berkshire and Wales and Hereford and I believe I picked between Cam's and Cheshire and Wales and Hereford just to make sure we kept Cheshire away from you so there was no bias. Uh, and then you selected between Cumbria and Suffolk and Devon and Barks, didn't you? So through uh, Cumbria versus Suffolk, you picked Cumbria, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, so there's a big tick there. Big tick, yeah. Cams versus Cheshire, I went against the grain and, and at the risk of upsetting you, I picked Cams. <laughs> but luckily, uh, luckily Cams came through and, and Ben Seabrook did me uh, did me proud. Yep. So I've got a big tick there. Um, back to Devon versus Berkshire at Sidmouth, and you picked... Berkshire. Berkshire, so two out of two. Um, And then I went for Herefordshire uh, against Wales. I think I was blinded by uh, the fact that we spoke to Matt Pardo last week, uh, and I kind of went with them, but um, yeah, fair play to Wales. Like we said, they've done incredibly well all throughout the year. Uh, Continued with their victory against Glamorgan, so fair enough. They they proved me wrong, uh, and it was probably... My, my bad there but yeah so across for me so 2-1 so 12-11 12-11 after this week Um, but with a very difficult task of picking these championship games I'm going to go back to you now to see after running mm. through those fixtures uh, if you want to pick some some winners and like we said with these if we draw it just gets wiped out doesn't it
1: yeah yeah absolutely
2: yeah if um, they draw so
1: OK, uh, this, this is tough as ever, um, not least because you've got sides playing for the first time and uh, some I've got le- less knowledge of. But uh, uh, if we start off in the East then, Rich. Um, Norfolk against Suffolk. And look, Suffolk had such a great performance last time round. Uh, I'm going to stick with them on this one. Um, at Manor Park like for Suffolk for that one. Uh, the other game in the East in Division 1. Um, not seen Staffordshire this year um, because uh, the game that I went to certainly was, was, was rained off, but... Uh, uh, Read really an interesting article with Pete Wilshire in the, in the week. Uh, always uh, like to see him play. That's at West Brom, Bromwich Dartmouth. I'm going to put Staffordshire ahead of Lincolnshire on that one.
2: Okie
1: dokie. Eastern. Uh, uh, Sorry, go on.
2: No, that'll keep Nick Archie happy. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> yes, it's cool.
2: Good. Of course. Good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but Chris, Chris Farmer, not so. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, I suppose you couldn't have won on that one. But there we go. Cool. Yeah, uh,
1: Div 2? Division 2, um, look, it's difficult to look beyond Cumbria at the moment, isn't it? Playing playing so well, and, and of course, Northumberland not having a great time, um, certainly in the 50 over competition. So, Gary Pratt's side for me on, on, on that one. Yeah. Uh, Hertfordshire against Bedfordshire, that, that, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Bedfordshire uh, for no other reason than I'm going for Bedfordshire.
2: <laughs> I like that, and I haven't seen. I, might, my- I, I think I'm going to use that one. There, sir, so you don't have to give a reason. Don't get in trouble.
1: I like that. Uh, and uh, hello to Mark. Wynn. I haven't seen him for ages. Um,
2: Excellent. Western Western region. Div one. Then we've got Dorset and Wilts.
1: Right, um, I'm a member of Wilts. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go for Dorset this time round. They looked impressive. Um, last week, uh, when, I, when I saw them at uh, at a uh, fantastic bowling spell as well um, by um, gosh, Mr Fletcher. And yeah. Fletcher. Um, yeah, so like, I'm going to go with Dorset, who, uh, who look pretty pretty much on form to me. Uh, for that one, uh, <laughs> you're going to ask me about Ox- Oxfordshire and Cheshire aren't you? listen said I think we can just underline Cheshire You can't go against your own Cheshire, can, yeah? you We you get can. we
2: get we get that. We can't we can't give you away from that. <laughs> so. No. I well, think everyone's, I going, everyone's going to
1: understand that. <laughs> Good memories of uh, of uh, Cheshire playing Oxfordshire as well. Uh, great, great ground. Um, yeah, Division Two. Where are we? Uh, yeah, Devon,
2: Devon versus at Sanford.
1: Look again, Wales at Stanford. Like a game, Wales. So playing so well at the moment uh, against that young Devon side. Uh, Wales in that one for me. Yeah. Um, and Shropshire. Um, Shropshire have got a got to come good at some stages. You know, what John Abrahams is doing there is, is, is cracking, uh, talking to him the, the other week. Uh, but you know, again, talk, talking to Matt last week, as you were, Herefordshire seems to have a bit between the teeth at the moment as well. So, Herefordshire for that one, for me.
2: Good stuff. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, there are some really tight games there. Just going through them, actually, thinking through them there. There's some, there's some really tight games. I think that Shropshire Hereford one's going to be a really good one. Um, Shropshire fresh i suppose he's always good best from fresh but heritage are off the back of a, of a really comprehensive victory against devon in the last round um, and they've got the on form on the form man so yeah good it's uh, it should be an exciting weekend yeah. And I uh, can't wait for Norfolk, Lynx, Northumberland, Hearts, Wilts, Oxford, Devon and Shropshire to win. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's a it's a it's a banker, that's for sure as well. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, very good. Okay.
1: Great excellent. Stuff. Right. So there we go. Um lots of cricket played, lots of cricket to play. Uh what's your thoughts, Rich? Where are we now?
2: Yeah what we're just um it feels like we're right in the. I know we're we're literally right in the middle, but it feels like there's a lot of things gathering pace. Uh, the championship seems to be really sort of ramping up, and, and like you said earlier, I think after round two, things you, you'll start to feel what's going on, and you'll start to get a shape of if there's a couple, if there's a team that's managed to get the two wins, I think that's going to be really crucial. Um, but if there's people that are fighting back, it can be a real level playing field, and and it's 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 going to be great to see very few if any dead rubber games um and and that's all one of the main reasons for this structure um and then we've got a couple of weeks so people can really get into this format and before we go back to those semi-finals that we've we've talked about um and getting back into that to find out who's going to be who's going to be competing at Wormsley in September so yeah really lots of stuff going on um and we've obviously had the bonus of the showcase games this week. Uh, those that sort of bonus cricket and and the confidence that that will take, um, I, I imagine certainly for, for for the Wales team into this weekend. I know Cornwall haven't got a game, um, but um, yeah, I'm sure they're not going to forget that in a hurry. Beat in Somerset, so I'm sure they'll take that into their next next fixture too. So yeah, really, it feels like we're really in the in the midst of everything at the moment and it's, it's great uh, and i'm looking forward to getting out and, and watching a bit more cricket at the weekend and, and seeing some good performances come in on uh, sunday monday tuesday absolutely right
1: okay well time to go for a lay down then i guess we should say that um on our travels please please uh, come and talk and uh, we'd like to talk to as many people as we can uh please send something in for that matter if you've got a recording of the game i uh, happy to to have that uh, streaming rich as well i know some of the games are going to be streamed this weekend is, is that right
2: Yes, yeah, and and as we've done previously, we're we're going to be getting some highlight packages that we'll put out on our social media, so make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, uh, and all our details are on our website, which is uh, nationalcountiesca.co.uk
1: Great stuff. Well, hopefully then, I'll see you with coffee in hand at uh, Bambury on Sunday.
2: Perfect. Milky with one sugar?
1: Yes, please, sir. No sugar (laughs) on the diet. No sugar. No problem. Cheers, Rich.
0: Congratulations. Cheers.
2: Cheers.
0: From Northumberland to Norfolk, Cumbria to Cornwall, we've got National Counties Cricket
5: covered.